0: hi I'm tally welcome back to conversations on the balcony I hope everybody's having a great week to all of my new listeners welcome welcome to the balcony this is a safe space we just vibe talk about whatever it is you want to talk about no judgment this is a safe space to all of my avid listeners welcome back thank you for sharing my uh content thank you for you know the great feedback you guys are appreciated so I just wanted to welcome you all here, I actually have a special guest, I'm actually um, in Phoenix right now, I'm at my mom's house, and I have a special guest, my brother Hannibal, what? <laughs> <laughs> typically when I have guests, I always tell them like, oh, we'll tell them how we know each other, but you know, we just know each other because we share parents. <laughs> Is that the only way we know each other? uh, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um, I don't know unless we knew each other in other lifetimes. But yeah, so Hannibal, I guess just tell them a little bit about yourself, whatever you want them to know.
1: Ah, man, I appreciate to be part of this growing show. I'm excited. Uh, Yeah, my name is Hannibal. I'm, I'm her older brother, troublemaker. You know, <laughs> we argued a whole lot growing up, okay. but, but I love her, and she knows that, you know, ride or die, no matter what. Um, I'm a husband, a father, uh, entrepreneur, worker, you know, in the ministry, public speaker, new author.
0: Yeah, yeah he is an author. Yeah. Tell yeah. the name of your book.
1: My name The name of my book is In My Father's Steps, uh, My Self-Reflections and Journey to My Journey to Allah. So, yeah, just trying to make moves, just trying to grow, sis.
0: Yeah, well, I appreciate that. And so, um, me and you, like, we've kind of, like, we were really close when we were younger. And then, you know, life happened, and we kind of went on our different paths. Mm -hmm. And then, like, now we're starting to, like, reconnect a little bit. And I think what kind of brought us together is, um, I guess, my journey of healing, And you also being on our journey of healing. And I don't know, I guess you can get into kind of what put you on that journey. I don't know if it's after like our dad died, if it was after, you know, grandma being murdered. But whatever it was, it just, um, I don't know. We just started to connect and have like different conversations and kind of getting to know each other as like fully grown adults. So I guess I just wanted to know, like, tell me a little bit about your your journey or what kind of pushed you in to healing because one thing that I'm noticing is that with uh, Black men in particular, um, I'm starting to find, it's starting to get a little bit better, but you guys weren't always afforded spaces to talk about like feelings or um, things that are deemed, you know, weak in in air quotes. So I guess um, if you wanted to speak on what got you on a journey and how you maneuver into that space.
1: That's a that's a great question. Um, we're still not really afforded officially that space yet. I started my spiritual journey, um, really trying to grow more, right before Grandma. Um, Transits a couple months before Grandma's transition. So like
0: in 2017.
1: Yeah. Okay. Probably by April or May of 2017. And then after dad's transition, I'm still going, making moves, doing what I need to do. Right. But during this pandemic in last, the year before, towards the end of the year before last, so the, the end of 2020, mm-hmm. um, I just started noticing a lot of weight on me. Mm-hmm. A lot of stress, um, a lot of frustration. And, you know, I just started seeing, you know, there's some things I need to work through. And in the process, I identified four areas or four particular traumas in my life that, um, that still have a hold on me Mm -hmm. that I'm currently working through right now. And in the midst of that process, you know, I found myself in a dark place over this past summer, Mm -hmm. um, that was, that was difficult. You know, I was able to even witness, you know, through that, that journey. It was, it was like going into a cave and it got completely dark and not knowing which way to go. And I'm thankful, for, you know, I'm thankful for you in this area because this is what really started bringing us back closer. Cause I didn't, I didn't, I never saw you in this light, not, not in a negative way, just we didn't have conversations right. in these areas. So I've been able to lean on you for understanding as I'm learning how to heal you know that's something we don't as men we don't talk about we don't discuss healing right you know a situation occurs it's like toughen up you better not cry handle your business you better get over it keep going so i'm running back trauma from decades ago Mm -hmm. that i'm seeing as like wow i didn't realize that still has weight on me right you know so different things like that
0: so, um, and you don't have to go into detail, but you were, had mentioned there were four areas that were prominent that you needed to like address. Do you want? Can you go expound on those four specific areas? You don't have to, or you can go as deep if you want to. Yeah, I'll. I'll I can at least. I'll give at least two of them. Okay.
1: Um, one I was in banking, mm-hmm. and I worked at a particular bank. I was, I was an assistant vice president for this bank. And I sacrificed a lot of time and energy. I missed a lot of my children's recitals, family time, events, making sure I'm building up these teams and building up these branches. And for them to snatch the rug up from up under me due to a technicality Mm -hmm. that really impacted me.
0: You know,
1: especially for someone who was in the spotlight in that area. Not even looking for the spotlight, but because of the work I was doing it kept me in the spotlight. It put me in a position where i i still haven't recovered from that and mm-hmm. i'm still facing that particular drama i was in a relationship with someone who um who actually cheated on me
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that actually caused depression well i can't diagnose it as depression i was in a real low place when yeah. i was in college yeah during it and as men when situations like that happen you, you know so we're not taught how to heal from a breakup Mm-hmm. you're taught you know whatever keep going move on you know just right. like real, real life or just like
0: it. sex your way through it yeah no, <laughs> like I, I, it no. I, I did a lot of that too yeah You know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was my comeback right oh uh, but it, it it's one of those things where you just kind of put it aside and you keep going so we never it's one of you put it in your backpack mm, if, if, yeah. I, if i was a, if i was a dress like that you put it inside of a backpack but you're carrying this backpack. Mm-hmm. So it's like you picked up... It's like picking up rocks on a journey. You just put them in your backpack. Right. And you don't realize your backpack's heavy because you're already used to carrying Caring. all that yeah. weight. Yeah, yeah. So that was that experience, especially with the relationship. You know, I just pushed it aside, kept maneuvering through life. But that's a part of the reason why it's hard for me to trust. Yeah. Because I opened up. This was a person I, at the time, I considered the one. who I, I'm better than myself thinking I'm going to marry to have that experience happen it was like so now yeah, trust who now i'm good so and sometimes i still struggle with opening up and really trusting because yeah. of that
0: yeah that um and that's actually very common um one thing that i'm noticing about men it's like um and and this is just i'm just speaking of this as an observer mm-hmm. like one thing that i noticed about men is that you guys have the same emotions as women, but as men, it seems like the only way that you are able to like allow those things to to uh, materialize in the world is either completely like shutting down or anger. It's not like you can sit up and just like cry and not be deemed like that's not masculine or in every feeling that you have, you know they they're there but it's like crying is deemed as like weakness or like talking about emotions are deemed as weakness but i feel like that's counterintuitive because emotions are there for a reason and if not addressed they can become very toxic or people um tend to let them out in not the best not the best way And I feel like that holds a lot of men back just not even having the space to say this person cheated on me and I am hurt by it and I don't know how to deal with it. And so therefore, like I don't want to just like sleep around because one thing I notice about men who sleep around a lot, they're trying to fill a void and a lot of it deems with lack of self-confidence and self-worth. Because even after you, like, slayed whatever it is, that emptiness is still there. But it's like you're using that to boost your self-esteem. But, like, all of that is internal. You understand what I'm saying? No, I understand exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I understand exactly what you're, what you're saying. I'm going I'm to put this out first before I really get into it. I love this movie by Chris Rock titled, I Think I Love My Wife. Yeah. And in the movie, there's a, a piece and he says, either you're married and bored or you're single and lonely. Mm. If we go off the single and lonely part, mm-hmm. well, if if I'm going through something, I lose someone, I'm already lonely. Yeah. Now I'm single. Mm-hmm. You're trying to fill in that void.
0: Yeah. So
1: it's, it's a natural thing. And then growing up from childhood, and you can really go back and if you really... Recall family, friends, school, whatever you want to go back from, childhood, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: men naturally, in my humble opinion, people Mm -hmm. don't get upset with me, are naturally more sensitive than women.
0: Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. I agree. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: You know, but we have to hide that because Mm -hmm. women are given the okay to express it. Oh, she just, you know, she's just being a girl. She's Mm -hmm. being a woman. That's okay. But as men... We can't show it, because as soon as imagine you fell and hurt yourself, you fell and hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. You've been toughing up, toughing up. You've been you not cry, yeah. you've been not cry. I cannot cry, which is a natural thing to do with <laughs> I, uh, My arm is broke. <laughs> <laughs> I got blood squirting out. Like right. it's a natural thing to do, and you're telling me I can't do a natural thing. Yeah. So if you've been hearing that your whole life, all you do is keep getting tougher, tougher tougher you get thicker skin so you don't show the emotion Mm -hmm. and you get to a point that as things happen it's not that you brush it off but you don't even acknowledge it no more because acknowledging it knowing it's like opening up that backpack and you're opening it up upside down Mm. everything's gonna come falling out yeah so and then you get into relationships as adults you still can't express it in most cases. Yeah. You know, women say, oh, you don't open up. But as soon as you open up and say, look, I'm going through this. Oh, well, I hope you get better.
0: Yeah. And
1: that's the response. And
0: that's so dismissive. <laughs> so, <laughs> so as,
1: dismissive. And, but imagine that's what we deal with.
0: Yeah. That's
1: what we've been dealing with. So you, you get to a point, it's like why even open up and tell anybody? It's a, it's a, You see it as a waste of time and energy to even express it. So you're lucky, and I thank God for this part, you're lucky to have a group of brothers that you can be vulnerable with. Mm-hmm. You can open up. You can even shed a tear with if you need to. You know, you can, you can call the brother. The brother can call you. Your friend can call you and just have a moment and not feel that like they're going to be judged at the end. And that becomes your only outlet. And imagine... You may not talk to your boys all day, every day. Yeah. So realize. if you're going through something, you might only get that opportunity once a month where a woman may be talking to her girls every day going through that vending process.
0: Mm-hmm. So have you thought of seeking out like therapy? I have. Mm-hmm.
1: Just then- haven't got it done yet. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I thought about I, it. <laughs> no, I, I have. I, I, and i really considered. I know if I do it, You know there's certain things i'm looking for in a therapist yeah you know i want someone who understands my plight
0: yeah you
1: know being a black man in america that itself has weight
0: yeah
1: on it so someone who understands that stress that's added on to all the other stress we we deal with and and i'll close out on this part of it Mm -hmm. um when i travel to dubai going to a you know being muslim and going to an islamic country the weight of America came off my shoulders. It was like getting a full body massage mm. coming out the airport.
0: Yeah. It was
1: like, you don't realize how much weight you carry on you yeah. being in America as a black man. I can have, which I do. I can have, you know, my insurance, a valid driver's license, registration, go to my car. But if a police officer jumped behind me, I'm still going to get nervous.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> that shouldn't be the case. Yeah. That yeah. shouldn't be the case. Yeah. But that's the case. So that's the weight you don't realize you're carrying until you go to a place where you don't have to carry it. And I, you know, I equate it to like domestic violence. If you if you've been in a domestic violent relationship so long, being in anything outside of it seems unnatural to you. Mm.
0: Yeah. So opening
1: up, speaking on mental healthness, mental health, mental wellness, mental mental wellness, mental health. mental health. That when you've been in that type of environment so long, it seems unnatural even opening up at times speaking on it.
0: Mm, that's very interesting so what where do you feel like women as like partners because like you were saying um you can confide but it's kind of like a pat on the shoulder like oh everything would be okay like what do you feel like as women like they can do to be more uh supportive and not dismissive when you come with feelings that are not deemed masculine And I don't think there is a such thing as masculine or feminine feelings. They're just feelings. Well, remove
1: the gender for a moment. Yeah. And look at the person as a human. Right. I think that's probably one of the simplest approaches. Because that, that doesn't happen. Naturally, you'll see a man crying. You'll see a man angry. You'll see a man this instead of. That's a person crying. Mm-hmm. That's a person this. so if women were to think about it, if your girl called you, if your friend called you, if your child called you, you will naturally come to their aid.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, your man goes through stuff too. Men go through a whole lot, especially out, you know, in the workforce, out in the day to days that we can't even bring into the home because naturally when we come in a home, guess what's happening? we're getting your plight your situation so we have to put ours aside to hear what happened with you at work
0: right. the drama
1: you had with your manager the drama you have with your co the drama you have with your family member while also carrying the drama that i still need to unload myself right so understanding that hey you know what every day i get to tell you about what's going on with me what's going on with you and yeah. being sincere, and just being willing to look. Sometimes we just want you to hear us.
0: Right.
1: Don't even care about a response half the time. Sometimes we just want you to hear what we're going through, you know. Because at the end of the day, we know we have to find a solution to it, you know. But just knowing that, you know, or you know, I'm gonna I'm go a little, you know, s- set up the crystals, mm-hmm. get the um, you <clears> know, get the the incense going, get the um, the oils going, set up set up an environment that is designed for you and you know you too to be able to open up and just talk about things and it be a healing environment right that helps a lot
0: so i i i um i definitely agree with that however i also feel like you have to you have to advocate for yourself you have to advocate for the things that you need so if those are things that you need then I feel like a lot of times, and i learned this a lot from this book that I had read um, about a lot of times people operate from the common sense, like, mm-hmm. well, they should see that I'm mm-hmm. struggling or they should see that I'm sad. Mm-hmm. And so therefore they should step up. But the way you perceive things isn't the same way that someone else's True. perceives things. M- me personally, I'm a very, um, Observant person, and I'm very nurturing. So, like the way I set up my house, like you were saying, like I have the incense, I have the crystals, and it's not even just for like my partner, but it's like when people come over, I want them to feel safe. I want there to be an environment that we can literally talk about anything. That's how conversation on the balcony came up. So, for you, are those conversations that you have that you're like, listen, I deal with a lot, and I want it to be a safe space, and I want to be able to. To take this off of me and we come up with a solution together or we try to help each other because that's what partnership is it's not just I'm the man so I have to fix everything or I'm the woman and I'm supposed to do this that and the third there has to be a a a a a balance because I feel like when people get caught up in like gender roles every everybody's unhappy at some point because um let's say like I I date somebody and let's say they're a way better cook than I am. I would feel like it would be weird for him to be like, well, you need to cook every day anyway. You don't even like my food. You you know what I mean? You don't even like the way that I cook. So if you're the better cook, then why don't that be the responsibility on you? And I'm like the secondary, like, I'm going to make sure there's food. But like, there has to be like this little like balance where you guys mesh because if not there's like you do this I'm do this and it's like where do we like connect so it's like are those things that you're able to talk about or if there's a space where you feel uncomfortable talking about those things then it's probably something more deeper rooted than just I don't feel safe talking about my feelings
1: well I agree there, there should be it, 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 there's a balance in everything
0: mm-hmm.
1: and there's a duality and everything, right? And as I'm, I'm, am gonna go to the. I don't say the root, but I'm gonna go to us as men first. Mm-hmm. A lot of us as men, overall, are immature in regards of speaking our feelings, especially when it comes to healing. Yeah, because we're just barely learning. We could actually heal. Mm. We're, we're, we're barely learning this right now so we're technically in we're in the infant stage of even knowing oh we could actually like talk about these things we could actually work on a healing process right because as men as little boys we're taught to cater to the woman make sure she's okay make sure she has what she needs but we've never been we've never been taught to cater to ourselves in that area Right. So those are things we're learning later on. So now if the woman hasn't and I'm not saying that she has, she has I'm just throwing it out to the yeah, equation. Just, yeah. If the woman hasn't been taught to cater to the man in that area, well that's uncomfortable for her too. Yeah. So now you two as an individual, as a collective, have to learn that whole new area of your relationship. Yeah. That takes time. So in the process you're going to bump heads. You know it's like you both got two left feet trying to learn how to dance at the same time right. it's gonna it's gonna be a challenge but through, through time and patience and learning and seeing what works because what you may be asking of your spouse your spouse may not be able to give to you and what your spouse wants to give that may not be what you desire so now you have to figure out where can we find that balance at so we can work it and then even in that growth and development you also learn there may be things that you may have attempted in the past to bring to your spouse or bring to your partner that you've seen it you know fall on death's ear so if you find yourself in a situation now you may not be as comfortable to bring it because it's like well i brought this to you and i brought you these nine other things why would i bring you the tenth even though the tenth might be the one that's the that might open everything up Mm -hmm. but if you look at the if you look at those numbers that's a 90 percent chance that it's going to be a no
0: yeah yeah i get that so like when you um when you started healing, what was like the first thing, like your first aha moment where you're like, wow, okay, like I'm I'm really dealing with some stuff, or I'm really like tapping into something that I didn't know was there. Ooh,
1: ooh, you got time. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was last year. Last year, um, well I've been like I said, I've been in the process. I've been just seeing. Certain little things, mm-hmm. but one of the things that really stood out for me as I mentioned that cave, I found myself walking into a cave
0: mm-hmm.
1: mentally, spiritually, emotionally.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And as you know, as you walk into a cave, you're coming from outside, so you can see the light behind you, right? And the further you go in, that light behind you gets really, really small, yeah. And it got to a point where it's complete, complete blackness, it was dark, straight darkness. Mm-hmm. And while I'm in there, I'm lost. I don't know which way to go. Do I go left, right, north, south? Which direction do I go? Because I can't see anything.
0: Yeah.
1: And what I found, I found myself facing myself
0: Mm. in that process. Yeah.
1: And you know, if you played any video games, you played Mortal Kombat, Scorpion facing Scorpion, using the same moves at each other. So myself knows me. I can't. I can't give myself a okie doke. It -hmm. knows everything that that I'm going through. But while I was in there and I'm facing it, I'm losing to be honest with you. I'm in that piece, losing. Um, I made a prayer out one night and I'm like, Come on, God, man, for real, man. You said you got me. We can't let Satan win, <laughs> man. Come on, I need your help.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that next morning, I can feel the weight coming off, yeah. And so I got up, I walked around the outside of my house like I normally do. I, have a, I live in a cul de sac, and I'm walking around a cul de sac. And I can see the. I started seeing the light, mm-hmm. on the other end of the, t- the other end of the, the cave. So I started walking towards the cave. I mean, towards the end. And mm-hmm. th- during that period, I started reflecting, and I'm just thanking God for everything. But while I'm thanking Him, I'm like, yo. If you were, if I, if we were to remove, all these components, my siblings, my parents, my wife, my children, my accolades, my jobs, these these things I've done in my life. Mm-hmm. I posed a question to myself and I said, Who am I?
0: Yeah.
1: And when I said that, I literally stopped in my steps and was I was lost. Mm-hmm. I was like, Wow. Like for real, who am I? Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, that's not a good that's not good that I don't know who I am in this aspect. Yeah. Then I was like, Alright, what makes me happy? I was like, let me go there then. What right. brings me excitement? What makes me happy? And I couldn't think of anything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, well, let me go back six months nope all right we, we're in a pandemic let me go back two years no all right let me go back five years mm. no let me go back past 12 years before i got married let me go back that far right. and i started to see little things in the process like oh you enjoy playing basketball you to enjoy going to the club not in regards of drinking and party you just love to dance yeah and it was like hannah what was the last time you just been dancing i was like wow i haven't danced in a long time I haven't been on a vacation in a long time. I haven't got a massage in a long time. I haven't done this. And I started realizing it was a lot of things I was not doing for me.
0: Yeah,
1: I was making sure everybody else was taking it. And that's when I really started identifying, like, bro, you need to start putting you first now. You yeah. need to start doing some things for you. And that's going to help you find your, I don't want to say safe place, but your your comfort You that's gonna help you grow and really enjoy who you are, right? So I said, Look, whether it costs money or whether it's free, whether I like it or whether I don't like it, I'm gonna start trying things, yeah. And I wind up going to the Grand Canyon, just took a day trip to the Grand Canyon, walked the Grand Canyon. I came up through my prayer rug, my backpack, some water. My mindset was, I'm going to heal,
0: yeah.
1: Don't even know what that looks like yet,
0: yeah. I just
1: know, I'm my goal is, I'm gonna go reflect and see what God does for me, and while I'm walking it. I come across a sign that says Bright Angel Trail, um, and it says, if you if you desire to tr- go down to the bottom, which is nine miles each way, we recommend that you not do that unless you see the park ranger. My boy said, I looked at him and said, you ready? Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we went on that journey and started hiking down the Grand Canyon. And got almost, it was about a mile and a half from the bottom mm-hmm. before we turned around. came back up but during that journey of it everything I was going through mentally and spiritually I found myself experiencing it physically and when I came out of it just knowing that I did it Mm. knowing that I took that trip knowing that I, I did I mean I was in pain I found myself laid down on the ground talking about. <laughs> I need some,
0: some, some, some. My shit. I Lord
1: help Cause going in, I'm trying to figure out why everybody got these walking sticks. What
0: the hell are these walking
1: sticks for? What's this for? <laughs> you know, Man, I found out coming back you know, up why they have walking know sticks. You didn't. Yeah, okay. they do something I didn't know. But a couple of days later, I started getting aha moments. That's when the <laughs> aha's really started kicking in. Yeah. And it was like, wow. I started seeing when i go back to banking what made me successful in banking what made me successful here what brought me joy here and then that's when i started putting pieces together and that's when i identified those four particular traumas was after i took that journey so now what i'm doing is i'm constantly going through this healing process but going through a healing process at least for me i can't speak for anybody else right. I, oh I, you know some people say man make you look ugly you know you want to tear your hair out but for me going through this healing process it's like being on the bench, being on a bench set, lifting up the, um, lifting up the weights, and then holding them halfway down. Yeah. And and holding it there. Yeah. And it's like, yo, this ain't f- like I be having this. I don't want to go through healing no more.
0: know? Like, I don't want to do this <laughs> Listen, no more. Listen. Raggedy. Okay. So I kind of wanted to touch on something you were saying when you were in the cave, how you met yourself. Yes. So what? What did meeting yourself look like to you?
1: It was an ugly version of me.
0: Yeah.
1: It was an ugly version of me. Ooh. Yeah. It It He. He was. He was hideous. Yeah. You know, not physically. I mean, I'm a very attractive young oh, man. Okay. You know. But no, he was very. He was. It was. It was like a ugly version, dark side of me, that was like, who are you? yeah I, I can see who you are by faith but it was like who are you and it was and that's why it was like I can't let you win and even in that dark place I I grew a better understanding of why people commit suicide yeah I really you know I
0: completely understand that okay cause... like I completely understand that and so like I um sorry to cut you off no, no, but I, I don't judge people when they do that Because I always equate it to, do you know how frightening and how dark of a space someone has to be in when they feel like the best option for me is to end it? Yes. You know what I mean? Because people are like, well, that's selfish or they don't think about other people. But it's like when somebody's struggling that bad, their mind doesn't even go to other people because they can't even get out of their own way to like do, you know what I mean? So it's like somebody has to be in such a dark space where they feel like the only option for me is this and I like I I can understand that like I empathize with that but also a thing that you said and I say this all the time when I talk about healing healing for me is literally putting a mirror in front of you and the only things that you see are the ugly sides of you like where you can't turn away where you can't put no makeup over it you can't put no shirt on over it you can't us, You know, you can't make it look pretty. You just have to look at the the ugly parts of you or equate it to if you lift this rug up yep. and let's say underneath this rug, there's roaches and Come rats on. and dead stuff Come and on. whatever. You can't just put, yeah, you can't just put the rug back over it and lay back down and go into bed because you're going to be like, <laughs> oh, no, I'm in here itching. It's some shit going on underneath this rug. I need to figure out what that is. And it's something about healing, at least for me, yes. that, like, no matter how ugly it gets, it's like, I can't sleep with this dead shit under this rug. Come like, on. I have to address this shit, and it's ugly, and it stinks, and yes. it's, I'm scared of a lot of this shit that's going yes. on underneath here, but I can't get back in this bed and act like this don't exist. Come on, you've seen it. I've seen it. You've seen it. I've seen it. You seen it i seen you it you can not unsee it You now. can't, and so, like, I know it's like, when I saw me looking back at me, and I I didn't like it. And a lot of times we see ourselves as like the superhero in our own lives. And so a lot of times we think like, oh, the devil is something else. The devil be in you. The devil be in you. The devil right? be in you. It be your, like, your flaws or yep. your self-hatred or the way you, you know, maneuver through the world or you being manipulative or whatever. That's Those are demonic traits within you. Yes. It's not some outside source. It's not everybody else. It's you. Yep. And until you start doing the work on you and really start figuring out, okay, why am I this way? Or why do I have these mm-hmm. self-esteem issues? Or why do I think the way that I do until you start addressing those things and calling the thing a thing don't pussyfoot it don't be like oh well that's kind of no 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 just be like you know what that is a very shitty trait of mine yeah (laughs) that is shitty you are shitty for that and call it a thing and work on that that's the only way that you heal so to go back to let's say the version of you from 2017 how would you describe that version of yourself in 2017 and this 2022 version what would you say to that 2027 or 2017 version does that make sense that was a lot of numbers no no it's good
1: I would tell that 2017 version you got you got something coming your way and Mm -hmm. it's not gonna it's gonna be fun it's like a roller coaster it's gonna be fun but it's gonna be frightening at the same time yeah. you got to take in an equation that if we go from prince, you know, I'm going to say princess says if we go from 717 up to 2022 we lost grandma in 17. I had a couple other people I knew I lost in 18.
0: Yeah.
1: In 2019 I lost seven people I know. Yeah. Almost lost my mother in the same year I lost my father. Yeah. Our father, right? Yeah. So then you roll in that's just seven that's just 19. Right. Then you roll into 2020 which was um we're going pandemic. into a pandemic yeah that's that's a, a full adjustment yeah then to go into 21 and you know and being in the ministry I'm conducting funerals left and right coming from like you know July all the way up you know just from just from September October to January in yeah. January we've conducted about 18 funerals
0: mm. so
1: it's it's a journey, but I on the flip side, I would tell seven man that, that prayer you made, bro, you're gonna grow so fast in the process.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I and that's something I can bear witness to. I've grown so much mentally, spiritually, emotionally, things that I didn't know I didn't know I can get to this level, so I had to endure it. And I, I look at it like this. You know, I love giving out sports analogies. Mm -hmm. If you watch LeBron James, if you watch Michael Jordan, you watch Kobe Bryant. When they won the finals, you saw them on the floor or in their locker room holding on to that trophy with tears coming down their face.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: See, it's the reason why there's tears coming down their face. Mm -hmm. Yes, they're excited. It's joy. But those tears also represent all the Pain and struggle, and late nights and early mornings, and trainings and mm-hmm. sacrifices all the off season, preseason, regular season, playoffs, season. and finals. Yeah, just to finally get that. that. Mm-hmm. So, in the essence, it's like I'm in the midst of my regular season right now. Yeah, some days I'm a win some days I'm a win, some days I'm a lose. You know, like Pop said in, in Friday but you live, you live to fight another then, day, you know, yeah, so it's yeah. like that, I, I had to start looking at it like that on this journey, Hannibal, don't, don't get consumed in that loss, don't, yeah. you know, and let me phrase it's not a loss, it's a lesson, mm-hmm. don't get consumed in that lesson that you're supposed to learn from, you know, take it, learn from it, and get ready for the next game, and keep going, you know, and I, I want to go back and tie into that, um, that suicide piece, I think a lot of people, before they commit suicide, they're always thinking about their friends. And this is what I learned in that process. Mm-hmm. They're always thinking about their friends and family. But it gets to the point where they feel that death actually has more benefit to their friends and family than mm-hmm. them being alive. Yeah. And to be in that place of witnessing. And I, can't, I had to tell myself, oh, I, I, I'm not going to take my life. You know, I just and I'm like, God, I just want to get through this. Right. Okay. Like, Let's like make sure like, we clear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I want to make sure this is clear. <laughs> I want to get through this. But I understood the pain of being in a, a dark place, not knowing if you're going to get out and getting to the point of being there long enough that you become tired of holding on. Yeah. That you just let go.
0: It's daunting. It's,
1: oh my. It's God. it is
0: daunting.
1: And and when I pray I don't normally curse. I want you to understand. But when I made that prayer and I said the next day, sometimes you gotta just make it funky, okay? Sometimes he, you
0: know
1: what he's going on. (laughs) When I say that next day, the light was up. I was in that prayer and I was like, "Come on, God, damn it, come on, God, f Satan." You said you got me. F that mother. You can't let him Listen, win. where is it? Okay. You got to be, sometimes
0: you gotta just make it plain. I'm like, you know my <laughs> sentiment. I apologize for cursing. Listen. But come
1: on. And ever since then, do I have dark periods? Yes. Do I have days that are harder than others? Yes. However, this was one of those, you know, every day it gets... It gets better even in the midst of the darkness.
0: Yeah.
1: It gets better to be able to know, like, all right, you did better today. Keep going. You know what? Look at this blessing. People ask me, how do you manage to keep such a high spirit? Because I've witnessed others in front of me go through worse than me. Yeah. So to know that they've been through worse than me and they prevail, then who the hell do I think I am? You know, in the scripture, it teaches that, do you think God will not try your fathers, be, you know, try you, do you think God will not try you as he tried your fathers before you? Mm-hmm. Well, if he tried those before me and he's sending me through this trial, there must be something that he's preparing me for. Because right now, I look at it as he's sending me through a purification process.
0: Yeah. And
1: when I come out on that other end,
0: woo-wee,
1: I'm excited to get to that. Yeah. It just hurts getting there. Yeah, it
0: does. It, it, it <laughs> does hurt. I remember... Um, and Mom had told me this one time um mm-hmm. when I was going through something, and she had said something on the lines, like God said he would get you from you know a to b, yep, he didn't say that you would get to a to B without any struggle or without any you know scrapes, bruises, or you know your hair missing or whatever you will get to the other side no bruises yeah he didn't say that it was you were gonna come unscathed but I also feel like those bumps and bruises like I feel like they are beneficial because they build calluses yes and they toughen up your skin yes and you are built for a lot of things because before I used to be extremely fragile like extremely Fragile, and it's weird because I was, a, you know me, I used to be like a tomboy, like oh, I used to be yeah. out there body slamming people. I, man, like I, I was a some tough, days. I was a tough girl, and then it's like I think once I started becoming a lot more feminine, I feel like I became extremely fragile, and it was weird to me because it's like I'm used to like mm. punching people in their face yep. and just going about my day, and it's like I became this very very fragile meek person, where like I would just crumble. And so as I started, you know, life started happening and I started like, and I didn't realize how coddled I was until I got into the real world where I'm like, oh, it's real ghetto section eight out here. Like (laughs) it's real ghetto out here. And I don't like it. I do not recommend. And so once life started happening, I started gaining calluses and just like learning how to maneuver. It was very, very difficult, but I'm grateful for that. And the one thing that I'm also grateful for is through that, I did not become bitter because that was always my prayer. Like, this is hard and I want to be, you know, I wish I could be a shitty person. I wish I could, you know, do people the way that they did me, but I, I just couldn't. And I was just like, I don't want to be bitter because having that bitterness is heavy and I don't wanna carry that heaviness. Like, I wanna be a source of light to people, and whatever experience people have with me, I don't want it to be a negative one. I want people to be like, yo, like she's cool, or, you know, like I learned something from her, but to say like when you get to the other side not saying that you won't have stitches or Mm -hmm. you know things won't come up but just knowing that you're getting to the other side and it prepares you for things so things that used to just knock me on my ass like a few years ago now like I don't even respond the same way and it's weird and I'm just like damn that didn't even bother you and it's like in the moment you don't even realize that you just be in bed like three months later like oh yeah damn that I, mm-hmm. damn the old me would have just knocked everything off mm-hmm. this damn table mm-hmm. but now i just like i'd even like i didn't even notice it so to like switch gears a little bit can i add on that real, yeah, real, absolutely. real quick
1: um we're talking balance and i heard balance and everything you were saying right there if you're extreme in one direction and you're still going in that direction How else do you create balance unless you go fully extreme the opposite direction? Yeah. Because you got to pull to go that. And then once you go extreme to the opposite direction, then it works its way back into balance. Yeah. So that's what I was hearing because, yeah, you know, being coddled or growing up in a certain type of lifestyle and then going out into what we call the world and the enticings of the world. It's like, oh, you told me. I mean, dude. Dad said girls get earrings, mm-hmm. and I, I I stood by that until I went to college.
0: Yeah, that's college for you. That's college for and you. Okay. College for <laughs> and I
1: still remember sophomore year telling my boys coming back from summer break and it's like, "Yo, I want to get my ears pierced," and they like, "Hold on, what? You? Yeah. yeah. Man, stop playing now nah, for real, Where do we go?" And I remember us being like eight deep in a Dodge Neon.
0: Yeah. Oh, your little dog yeah.
1: Was your that was not yeah. 80 y'all. And we were, <laughs> yeah, we were packed. Cause nobody believed I was going to do it.
0: Yeah, everybody's like, we don't like, like it.
1: not not you know even I wasn't practicing Islam, but not the Muslim. Yeah, yeah. Ears pierced. Yeah. We all drove to the. We all rode with me to the Galleria, and they watched me get my. And I said, you got to do the left side first, just in case I changed my mind. You know, you ain't gonna pierce my right side. You got to do right. the left side first. So I got both my ears pierced, and they couldn't believe I actually did it yeah but it was things like that that you start seeing extreme but then you find balance yeah in the process
0: but i think both are needed yes both are needed because i think that's how you start finding your true self is by going okay because the pendulum will string will swing in each direction Mm -hmm. until it like kind of this settles so i think both things are um are needed and even i remember when you went to college you was like oh i'll be eating chicken i'll be fucking up these chicken wings <laughs> i was eating chicken before i left though <laughs> he was like i'm fucking up these chicken wings or whatever and i was like whatever but another thing <laughs> so I um, you, i'm just saying so okay i guess before we go on to the next topic um so i know in the beginning we were talking about how um you didn't view me the way that you see me now so Mm -hmm. like what in your honest opinion like how did you view me and how do you view me now
1: well I mean at the end of you was you all and you're always going to be but you are always my little sister Mm -hmm. you're always my baby sister you're always you know who I have to protect who I have to look out for who I have to look you know make sure she's okay you know and you know and you've also made some decisions in the past that maybe always say oh I gotta make sure she's alright <laughs> <laughs> so she said what what happened ah oh. so you know knowing those particular things it's like you're always gonna be my little sister I'm always you know and you'll say you don't have to look out for I'm grown out. yeah you're still gonna be my baby sister yeah. so that to seeing I needed help let me go there with it I needed help And I still remember, and this is for the record, so y'all can hear this part too. I remember you calling me um, at the end of 2020. And you're like, I need to apologize to you. I'm like, apologize for what? you know, oh, yeah. And you're like, remember when I burnt you with the iron <laughs> on your chest I know, when doing that's doing your senior pro- senior um, um homecoming this this? And I'm like, yeah, I still got the scar to show. Oh my. And you you it's like you want to break down, but you're like, you know, I I truly apologize for that. Yeah. And you know, and I'm like, hold well, on, what? <laughs> like first bad. of all you apologizing to me for something that already is like <laughs> weird like hold on so I was like hold on what's today's day I need ah, to document this weird. one so you know but I think I called you back a few days later and, and was like what sparked that what what made you finally you, so you talk about Dana two decades later yeah, you know probably like, like 14
0: 15
1: years no, yeah, yeah something like that um yeah something like that and I'm trying to figure out what you know what sparked that? And when you start talking about healing
0: mm-hmm. and
1: what you are going through and how you're, you know, you're trying to better yourself, that sounded good to me. Mm-hmm. Like, hold on, what is healing? Like, I mean, you know what healing is, but what, yeah. like, what is, you know, because like I said, as men, we don't talk about healing. You know, you talk about healing a wound from a scratch or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and when I started talking to you about what i was experiencing and you know i, I like to look at like numberolo- you know, numerology numerology mm-hmm. you know different things and angel numbers and tying those into stuff as well so when i'm talking to you and you're breaking down and i'm just i'm just i'm like a student mm-hmm. at the time at all like, oh, like wow hold on and then i'm throwing questions you're like yeah and this means this and, and then this goes here and, and then because of this and when you go through this journey here and i'm just like dang like you went from Yeebas to Taliba. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like, I don't know if I can even call her Yeebas no more. Doctor I have to call like Dr. Taliba? You know <laughs> no, play. but I saw the maturity. I saw the wisdom coming out of my little sister. So I couldn't, I, at that point, I no longer saw you like my little sister. Mm. I saw you, like we talk about, remember we talk about removing genders and titles? Yeah. I saw you as that human I can go seek guidance from and that's why i call you i call you
0: yeah
1: hey i got a question in regards of healing and how does this work and you know what does it mean if you like? i got last question i texted you recently yeah what does it mean to be like stuck
0: yeah you're like what
1: do you mean by that i'm like i'm in a i'm in a process of healing but i feel like i'm in this one like Period yeah. of it, and it's just cycling. And yeah. it's like I don't know how to get out of it. You're like, well, maybe there's a lesson you ain't learned from it yet. And I'm like, man, I feel like I learned everything already because I'm beat up, I'm bruised, I'm hurt. Yeah. But that's when I, you know, I started seeing you in a different light than just my little sister. And once I started seeing you outside of that, then it's like, oh, I can actually go and get like guidance from this person to get some understanding. And even in that, I had to be careful because of me going through my healing process that means i'm bringing a lot of drama yeah. a lot of weight
0: yeah
1: and i had to start being careful with that not to to not be selfish not realize that i'm passing a lot of weight off on you to get you to try to help me figure out how to carry this weight where it's like all right if you can guide me to what to do then i'll just check back in later mm. you know so i don't just come to you every day like hey this happened now what do i do this happened now and it's like yo that's that's your healing process son kind of your business
0: yeah so. I respect that and so I have like one last question and then we can kind of wrap this up what is one of the biggest lessons that she learned from dad oh one um just something that stands out
1: no matter what always make sure your family's okay mm. always take care of your family make sure your family's good and that, that includes all of you all you know make sure everybody's good and that's always been I guess you can say a driving a driving force for me because I know, I know that's something dad will want
0: yeah. and
1: to know that he will never live he will never die as long as I keep him you know in, in my presence of yeah. moves that I make yeah. So just always striving to make sure that he will be proud and happy with the moves that I'm making as a man, a father, a husband,
0: a person. Mm, so. That's really good. Well, um, thank you so much for coming to the balcony, a.k.a. in the back of mom's hey. <laughs> house. In the
1: back of mom's A.k.a. my older old, old, old room. Your <laughs> old room. Oh my God. We so Oh my here. God.
0: Just, it was. So raggedy. we were just terrible. We were a terrible. Party oh my god, we were so bad. We, were, we but we had, had a lot of fun. We though.
1: had a lot. I mean, I can't. You, that's when you can't say. I didn't make sure y'all to have a good time. No,
0: we did. We had. Remember when you like renege the. Uh, the alarm system, right so here? we used to be sneaking out. Right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah we used to, right here. We used to be sneaking yeah, out so in and out of the it. house. yes, yeah. yeah, right? so we used to be sneaking out of here because the alarm used to be on, but we reneged it, so it wouldn't go off, and we went back and forth to this door. But hop the fence. Yeah, it was just oh my god. Mom, but like, when did you get home? <laughs> get <been> home. Here. <laughs> here. What you mean? well um Hannibal thank you for uh for your insight I really thought this was like a beautiful episode to have I'm happy I thought that you could add a lot to it which you did thank you um did you tell you could tell them where they could find you on Instagram
1: uh absolutely the first thing thank you so much for allowing me to be on such a beautiful platform I've been listening in for a while now and watching your show grow and and I really enjoyed the different people you've had on your show and just even just your testimonies and you answering questions I, I, I enjoy the intimacy that you provide to your audience um you can find me on social media at brother hannibal that's b-r-o-t-h-e-r h-a-n-n-i-b-a-l my book is available on amazon as well as hannibalmohammed.com. it's titled in my father's steps uh yeah that's my social media if you want to get in contact with me you can find me there
0: yeah much well... love well, once again, um, you can find me on Instagram at conversations.on.the.balcony. You can also send me an email at balconyconversations at gmail. You can send me any questions, comments, topics. Uh, I don't have a listener letter this week, but I will get back on it. Once again, I'm just a regular girl having regular conversations that sometimes get uncomfortable, but I have them anyway. You guys have a great week, and I'll see you next week. Bye.